Hello, welcome to another episode of The Caring Instinct. We're here with uh, Julieta, who is over in Michigan. Am I right? Yes. Uh, Julieta is an unschooling and world schooling mum of two boys. We're excited to get to know about it. I think you started during the pandemic, right? Yes. So it was officially, we always, I always wanted a world school, you know, because I am um, a flight attendant for a major U.S. airline. So traveling is always in our lives. And I wanted to do that. But when the pandemic hit, we kind of went into the homeschooling, the traditional homeschool route. And then we quickly transitioned into unschooling. So it's been, I want to say maybe about from 2020, the end of 2020, and then until now. And it has been a a beautiful, um, a growing journey. You know, I have grown a lot. I have learned a lot. So I'm really happy to share the experience. So thank you for having me here. Thank you for coming. Thank you. So what's your why? Why did you decide to do it? Uh, it's such a great question. You know, when I, during the pandemic, when I was like, I went deep into homeschooling, right? I bought almost $10,000 worth of curriculum and books and I just kept coming, right? <laughs> and I felt like it was Christmas. It was so nice. But then I realized that my oldest son, who was at the time going into first grade, uh, what would have been first grade, I realized we weren't connected. You know, sure, we spend a lot of time together, but he was going to a traditional school. So we were not connected. You know, we um, would do in the traditional homeschooling. He would say, I'm like, okay, well, let's do this like math curriculum. And he would be like, well, you're not my teacher. I'm like, oh, I'm like, what do you mean? So we went through, you know, so we went through the learning period that I wanted to connect with him. That connection was more important than any curriculum and as we as i dove deeper into that i realized that that was the why why i wanted to give them choices and to see them as equals because back then it wasn't it was about what i wanted you know if you notice there's a lot of i at the beginning because i wasn't seeing them or seeing him per se my youngest one was still very little um i wasn't seeing him for the person of who he is and it was just about me. I wanted to set my expectations and I wanted to do this and I wanted to share that with him and I wanted to do everything that I didn't get to do, I wanted to do that with him. But he was not interested in all of it. And I realized for me to see that, to grow that connection, we kind of had to do it, to do it a different way. So, yeah. yeah it how, was easy, a, how easy was it to drop the... Uh, I, the uh, what I want and um it really was, it wasn't it wasn't as easy as I thought and there yeah. was a lot of stuff that came from my past you know like you know the, the relationship I had with my parents and stuff like that and I didn't really wanted to look into that right I've said in the past like there's a reason why I didn't work through that because it's not always good stuff right so I had to like open up and understand see myself as in the work that I needed to do for myself and just not put that on my children, right? That it was stuff that I had to work through. Like, you know, like the expectations, what education is like, you know, the video games, Your one of your last podcasts about the video games with Ash, it was, I'm like, yes, you know, it was so many yeses on that because I had to let go 
and work on myself, you know. So, yeah, I'm st it's and it's always an ongoing process. It wasn't, you know, it was good though, but it was hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for all of us, isn't it? When you were talking about this is what I want, this is what I expect of my child in terms of the cur curriculum. Mm -hmm. This this is you as a mother, but it could very easily and it is very easily the school system mm -hmm. because most of the time uh, where the sort of state education comes from is where we want to see our children mm -hmm. and it sometimes goes in a completely different direction from what the child development science would tell us or what observing each particular child would tell us so, so that this i i expect as a parent this this very much gets generalized onto the school system doesn't it yeah and i feel like you know when you start into this journey of like Unschooling is generally seen as a as a modality of homeschooling, so we tend to try to bring that curriculum, those expectations that the school system has into the home, and then when you mix those dynamics, we we definitely lose when you when you mix the dynamics of what the school wants, and what you want as a parent, it is very hard to see them as um, as the people that they are, and we tend to lose. Um, like if for, for example, if your child wanted to do art, we don't see art as the educational, you know, thing that we would like to see, right? Like reading or doing a math problem, but there is all of that involved. Like learning per se doesn't stop because you're drawing a picture. It doesn't stop because you're just taking a, a walk in nature. It's all embedded in that, but we tend to... We try to divide all the subjects, you know, like 30 minutes. I remember our routine was 30 minutes language arts, right? Yeah. And then quickly switch to math. And then quickly switch to art. And quickly switch to Spanish. And quickly switch to this. And he was not done with any of it, you know. And I was just like, oh, no, no, but we had to do. It was about me checking off those boxes at the end of the day. So, yeah. There's a, Have you heard of Ken Robinson? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. He does the famous thing where he mm -hmm. says, if if you took the school model and took it to a business, they would laugh at you. If you yeah. said, I want all your employees to go to one room and do something, like just like you say, for 30 minutes, mm -hmm. then forget what you're doing, and then go to accounting and do accounts with that, and then forget what you're doing. They say, no, it wouldn't work. It w it wouldn't work though, and I don't. And it's still, and it's not that I'm anti-school per se, but it's just the way some of the things that are done. You know, half the time they don't they don't get the time, and I think this is one of our biggest realizations in the last couple of weeks for my husband and I, is the time that we get to process our own experiences in the school system, and how we get we get that time to think about them to think to talk and then to connect with our children because we share all of that it's like exposure to anything like we talk about i don't know all kinds of things all yeah. kinds of things so yeah it's like you don't get you're starting a project and all of a sudden you have to leave that behind because you have to do something else so you don't get that um that leisure of working and growing and troubleshooting if you're trying to make something right so 
his book is I have that and I you know it's part of my unschooling support library that I have going on it's his book is one of the first ones that I bought so yeah which one what's it called uh, I think it's called creative schools creative schools mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah 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 so what are some uh, what have some of your favorite projects been recently um you know finding out so we um we went to texas for a little while traveling it's it's a big part of our life right now the boys i feel like we're in a very unique transition of our lifestyle because our technology we use technology and the boys are starting to say what they need a little bit more right like they want to swim a little bit more so we're working on providing our facilitating those opportunities for them so i think our time in michigan is going to be a little bit more permanent you know instead of like getting up and go getting up and go which is what i like <laughs> so uh yeah so we're working on that you know and just trying to connect with other people and sharing if they want to if they're ready what this life could mean for them you know because i understand it's not always possible especially by for the time aspect you know as a parent unschooling or homeschooling you have to be someone has to be there with them and it's not about it's not on parenting per se where they're just like oh yeah you know do your own thing it's a lot of work on ourselves to facilitate to provide and to make sure that we're all uh making sure everyone's needs are met so i think working on that and just youtube videos random stuff Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm a I have a um, I move through change a lot. So very quickly. So my projects are, you know, one day I'm building a library and then next day, like today, we're redoing remodeling a bedroom and he went from painting to like breaking walls. So that's what my husband is doing right now. So yeah, so everything is uh, we're always busy. We're always doing something. So And uh, I have a question about the, the actual the word unschooling as well. A lot of people haven't heard the term. The, okay. And it's it's also a very alarming word to hear. Yeah. What? You know. Yeah. So, yeah. What's your experience of? So when I started, so unschooling, it was a term coined by John Holt, and he's a very uh, important aspect of the movement because he was uh, he was actually a teacher and he observed his students and he wrote you know how children fail he wrote how children learn so they're like staples of this movement per se and the need for a different like ken robinson uh would say creative schools right so and he he didn't use it he just used the term like without school so it came like on school and he kind of stuck with it But I've always find it, and, it, and you're right. It brings people fear when you say when you say it. And then you go. There's a lot of other people that have used the term radical unschooling, because it goes beyond the education aspect of it. So I guess a John Holt coined that term. But it really is just no. It's just life without. You know, when I try to define unschooling for us, to me, what it means is just learning through life. And that's it, really, making those tangible connections. You know, when we, the last, one of the last times we were at the airports, we talked about kidneys, we talked about sodas, we talked about why the sugar in the soda is damaging for the kidney. And my dad was on, had a kidney transplant, so all of that got into it. 
So if you try to segregate the experience by subjects, you hit all of them. Like you hit the math, you hit the science, you hit the language arts, you hit all of them. But it wasn't in an abstract type of way. And, you know, it becomes something tangible, something that they can remember, and then they can add on to it. So, uh, but I can see how it seems um, scary for people. That's why I call it the unschooling lifestyle, my website and stuff, because for us, it became a lifestyle of just sharing with them, you know, and really going at our own pace and their own pace you know just like everyone is just as important i'm not more important because i'm the mom and they're not more important because they're the children right everyone has it's equal that is so interesting yes have you guys ever heard the term so you um i know there's a lot of people like play you know like play is big uh in the uk free yards for free play and stuff like that is it on schooling not that much or well, I have a, a bit more experience because I, I used to work in a Sudbury school here. Yeah. And a lot of the families came from unschooling and yeah. But they were and they went to the the Sudbury school, which is a, a democratic school where uh, you, you have quite a few in America. I don't yeah. know if you have any in Michigan. Yeah. So that's a very very good point. So they are mostly in Massachusetts. There's yeah. one here in Michigan that is very closer to that it's called Conlara and it's in Ann Arbor Michigan yeah but they're like about 45 minutes away from us I know somebody started try to start um, an agile learning center you know an ALC which is kind of like the same concept but it, it didn't really take on I was having a conversation with another friend of mine who is also unschooling and we're trying to figure out why is that? Is it the is it the timing? Perhaps is this our a region? Are we in the wrong state? I don't really know. But um, it's hard work yes. to set them up and to keep them going. Yeah, you're, you're swimming upstream. The lack of funding. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. The lack of awareness. And yes. here, I mean, even schools that yeah. are funded here, the mainstream schools are, don't have much money Struggling. as well. You know, so. Yeah. Schools that aren't funded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. It, yeah. It's very hard. And I think here in Michigan, it's the same. And I think the ALC Center that I'm talking about, because we try to integrate into that. And uh, that was one of the reasons that it closed. It was because of, you know, funds, you know. So, um, yeah. So it's very, you know, but there's always new opportunities. So we're always looking for, you know, just to connect with like minded people. You know, when you go into unschooling and you, tell people I don't usually tell people right off the bat what we do because they don't they're like I could never do that I could never do that I could never be with my children all day and I'm like well you know so it sometimes it's hard to explain if they're not ready for it you know then it's it's okay you know it you have to do what works for you and that's and that's what I'm schooling there's no right or wrong way to do it it's just making sure that your family values are represented and the connection you know that's probably my biggest gain from this lifestyle so that's what i like to advocate the more for the most i guess so and um it's worked has it for the connection how's your connection oh my goodness yes it's how do i explain it so i called it I, i call them rhythms right we are very aware of how I say things because 
if something is bothering me, I say why it's bothering me, per se, me, Julieta, the person. And I don't say, well, this is bothering me because you're doing it. So I'm very aware of what's happening on my on my end, right? So I don't put that on them so they don't think that, um, that they have done something wrong when I'm the one that perhaps I'm just tired or didn't have enough coffee or something like that. So... Um, we can say that to each other. And my oldest is very, if he has a question, like, are you mad? Are you upset? I'm like, no, I'm just thinking about this. And he's like, oh, I thought you were mad. I'm like, no, why would I be? So it's it's making sure that we get clarity on everything that we're doing. And we're just, we don't, you know, everything is kind of slower sometimes in our house. You know, we take time to get out. You know, we talk about the leaves. We talk about the sticks. You know, it's just, it, it, that's really the, the, the beauty of it. So we are definitely not in the run, run, you know, get up, let's go, uh, get in the car, get out of the car, let's do this, you know. So, yeah, it has helped. That's beautiful. I'm curious when you said uh, it's more, there's more equality uh, children are not more important than parents. Parents are not more important mm-hmm. than children. Could you talk about that, please? Yeah, I. That was uh, that was something that I learned. Like, not that I never thought that children weren't important, you know, but there was something in my in my upbringing that made me think that they didn't that I that they had to do what I had in store for them, right? And you know, if you think about it like our children when our they're toddlers you know they get to eat what we make for them they get to go wherever we say that they go uh they get to wear the clothes that we pick for them they have really no choice they have really no choices there and i just thought that's the way it was supposed to be and and then i just slowly realized that they had that if i was able to pay attention that they would tell me what they needed you know, in different, in different ways. Right. And as I, I'm like, not because they're younger means that they have, they sure have less experience than what we do because what we have on them. And really the only thing we have on them is that we have been on this world a little bit longer than they have. So we have our own experience, but they just, they are just as smart you know, they're just as capable, if not probably more, to learn something new, to learn something, to be faster at it. So I just had to stop seeing them as just my children, right? But there is that person that is interested in some things that I may not be interested in. And that's okay. Just Mm -hmm. like I would respect, you know, if you tell me you like I don't know, um, black licorice, for example. I'm like, oh, good for you. I don't like it. I had it once, actually, and I, don't, I, just, I just couldn't take the taste, you know. So it's the same thing. I wouldn't be like, oh, why do you like that? You know, coming from judgment, that's probably one of the biggest lessons that I learned is not coming from judgment. So, so they're just smaller people, and my youngest son really, really taught me that. He knows what he wants, like without a doubt there's no going back from that so yeah did you feel there's no room for that at school that's a great question as we progress into our journey my oldest started to say he couldn't say that he was bored 
at the school that he was previously at, you know, and he would say that if he, he said that um, if he was bored, they would say, well, that's, there's always something to do. We only had that experience, so I can't speak for all, you know, but just my own experience. I feel like there was an illusion of choice and an illusion of treating them as, you know, like individuals. Uh, but I feel that it, it fell within the boundaries that were comfortable for them. Because you, and sometimes when you're in this lifestyle, it's, it's sometimes things get uncomfortable because, uh, you know, gaming is a big one, you know, for them to game and to utilize their time to do that. That's uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable for me at the beginning. You know, I was one of those that I'm like, I'm going to hide the iPad and there's no iPad and there's all this kinds of like punishment for no reason. So I think there was some of it, you know, I'm not saying that it's, you know, from our own experience, that's what I, that's what I can tell you. I'm not sure, you know, maybe people have different experience. Everyone's different, right? It's about their choice. So if they come and tell me right now that they want to go back to school, I'd be like, okay, sure. Let's work together to facilitate that and make that happen for you. How can I help, I best help you to, to do what you want to do? Do you think they're going to? to say the same thing. Are they content? Um, you know, maybe. I think my... Um, are you familiar with human design at all? No. No. It's kind of like... In human design, it's kind of like astrology type thing. But one of the things that I have noticed is that my husband and I, we like to be alone sometimes. Like, we are very, like, content. We need our personal space. But the boys are a little bit, they like to be more active and, you know, more active with their peers. So maybe they will. We are very active. And I think that's one of the concerns, too, with us homeschooling or unschooling. It's about the socialization. But we are very active. But maybe they need a little bit more. So, but the problem that I'm seeing right now is that they need that freedom. But they are no spaces here for that. Like, so my, my oldest one is nine. If, if I want him to really interact with his peers, like with freedom of, and support, there are really nothing. Everything else, like sports, you know, people see sports, extracurriculars as part of, you know, socialization, but everything has an instruction type of model. And they need to be climbing trees and mm -hmm. building forts on their own. I mean, not with peers, but without being told what to do. Exactly. And mm -hmm. I haven't found that. There's a place in New York, it's called The Yard, uh, Playground NYC. And I we have been there. In, um, and that's kind of like what I would love for them to have, you know, to just really be free. But I'm still looking for that. So... You know, so we're, there's a few options. Like I said, I think we're going to look at Clone Lara just to tour, just to see what they offer. But I don't know if they will like it. But if they say, sure, let's try this, I wouldn't be opposed to it. No, it's, you know, it's all about giving them what they need and their choice. You know, it's, um, I may not be all content there because I like, you know, I like waking up late. I don't have to, I don't like waking up at O Dark Hundred to drive them, but it's okay. It's not the end of the world, at least yeah. for me, though. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I noticed about the working with um, self-directed children is that they tend to find the passion 
for what they do like in life easier just because they have space to explore and really yeah. go, go into depth with things so I'm just mm-hmm. your children are still young but do they do you have a sense of you know this things they're really heading towards um are they still exploring or do they they love to explore a lot we definitely love to explore a lot my oldest has a um has a very good way of researching uh and those research skills have come from um from gaming you know there are um he's very good at research he's very observant he's very i've always said he was going to be an actuary (laughs) Because he's a yes, because he's a very good assessor of risk. Mm -hmm. Like, do you think something's going to happen to me if I throw myself from this? I'm like, I don't know. And I'm like, what do you think are the the possibilities of that of you breaking the leg? (laughs) I mean, he's like, I don't know, maybe not. And I'm like, yeah, probably none. So, you know, he's very aware um, of risk. So he assesses risk a lot. So I think. I don't know. I've always said that he's very good with animals. He rides horses. So um, I think something along that along that path and my youngest one. I don't know. I think baseball is in his future. He likes that a lot. But he's still like you said, he's still really young. So we just asked them what they want to experience. If they say yes, we'll do that. If they say no, that's okay. And then if it's something that I want to experience, then I'll say we're going to do this because I really want to do it and I can't leave you home alone. So you're just going to have to tag along with me. And they're like, oh, okay. But it's, you know, there again, it's the recognition that it's for me and that I'm not doing it because it's good for them or they may learn something. It's I'm recognizing that I'm doing it because I need that. Mm. So that's been hard sometimes. And you um, you Dad, coach mm-hmm. a lot of uh, families, right? Unschooling families and... Tell us a yeah. bit about how that goes and what kind of the problems people encounter or making yeah. that step. So I love doing that. Even when I started traditional homeschooling, there was a lot of stuff that I learned, you know, from when I started. I'm like, oh, I wish I didn't. I wish I wouldn't have spent $10,000 on curriculum when yeah. I first started homeschooling, right? I got rid of it all, like all of it, just you know, because it wasn't serving us. And and I wanted to, to help that and share that with others. So if you're like homeschooling or thinking about unschooling, there's a kind of like a leap of faith there that it's going to work out. And then you're not going to like mess up your children, right? They say, a lot of people say, oh, I'm just afraid. I'm going to, I'm going to just, just go all wrong. And there really isn't um, a right or wrong way to do it. But I just going to help you through that process of the de-schooling aspect of it. And I help you see what, the the invitations and a lot of people call them triggers you know that you see when something happens like like if you're not seeing the educational aspect that we're used to seeing you know that reading like at 100 percent or reading by age six at least in the u.s like by first grade they have to be reading like fully and so I kind of help you see that from a different, I'll give you a different lens. And then I provide tools, whether it's like different podcasts that I have gone through and, uh, and kind of help you navigate those fears with um, someone that, that I, uh, because I've been through those fears and they, they don't go away per se, but they are more manageable nowadays. So, Yeah. Is there something that your yeah your uh, children have learned later than 
they would have perhaps in the school like reading what that you've um i think the business aspect of you know we have some my husband's a builder so we talk about you know we have businesses so we talk about that we invite them to you know partake in the conversations when we're making decisions so i think that's a big aspect of it but you know riding horses probably was another one what else i can say i don't know the traveling you know we have you know how to navigate the airports and how to be comfortable in those type of spaces and um just just life really i mean those are probably the that's our those, those are the three pillars of our of our lifestyle it's like the traveling you know different experiences in our businesses mm. um yeah when people say to you oh i couldn't uh, homeschool and school i couldn't have my children around all the time and obviously there are practical concerns people might be working um mm-hmm. and haven't got the capacity but if they could because of work but they don't want to uh what do you think why do you think why can you why why do you think you can do it now and what's the variable here um i think that's from the wounds that we have from our past and i think it all revolves to childhood when i was when i before i got pregnant with my son with my oldest i always said that i didn't want to have children right and i said that not because i didn't want them but i was afraid i really was afraid of having a little person in my care and not knowing if i was going to be good for them i think at first it shows up as like you know this like resistance but if we like if you stop and like sit with that resistance and that's why i love on school in or you know when you have the time to sit with that resistance and reflect on it is it because your needs are not met and you see your children as somebody that is taking time from you you know is it because you had a like a less than perfect childhood and you're afraid that that that's going to pass on to them it's very personal you know so but i think it's the the biggest part is like knowing that it doesn't it's not about your children that resistance that you feel is probably it's about it's about yourself and it's not easy to go down that route sometimes you know uh people for whatever you know pe- we tend to cope and survive the way we need to sometimes you know so i understand it's not feasible for everyone but if you want to do the hard work if you want to grow and you want if you want to let that go it's a great invitation for you to like just reflect on that how um, did that shift in you uh, it's just i mean it, it's just it was just beautiful but it was hard though because yeah. i was like i would get upset about you know a behavior you know and then um for example uh, and i go back to the gaming because i think that's one of my biggest growths you know and like my son was working mm-hmm. through a game and we were in the car and i'm like no video games in the car and he was like but why and i'm like oh that's such a great question i don't know can you let me but i knew that he had and then i knew that he was bothering me right i knew enough to 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 know that i was like very very like upset about it so as we were driving i said let me let me let me think about this for a second and i'll come back to you 
And then I was like, then I realized that the reason why I was bothered by it, it was because I was worried what other people on the side of my car who were not, who I did not know, I was worried that they would see me as a mom who let their kids play video games in the car. And I was ignoring at that point that my son was getting ready to accomplish a milestone in this um, Zelda game, which requires a lot of like searching and stuff I don't understand, right? But it, it was his progress, it was his accomplishment. And I was taking that away from him because I was worried what other people would think of me as a mom who let their son play video games. But if it had been that my son wanted to read a book in the car, I would have been like, oh yeah, look at me. My son likes to read in the car. How do you like that? You know, so, it, it, and I, at that point I was like, it's the ego of what I, what, how, how that made me feel and how that would make me look in front of other people. So I had to let that Ouch. go. Ouch, Julieta, you, you really do deconstruct it very honestly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, of course I would have been happy if my son had a book, right? If he is walking around with a book, because that's the way as society we have learned that education is like, right? Like that's the way you educate yourself and you leave everything else out. You know, if you don't have a book in your hand, if you haven't gone to school or if you hadn't, uh, you know, a graduate program, you know, I went to you through university later in life because I wanted that accomplishment, too. And I obviously I had a lot of fun because I was it was later. So I got to choose my 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 work. But, you know, I don't work in that field. Right. I, it does help me. You know, I graduated. It's like. Uh, Romans, languages and literature, Spanish and Portuguese and Latin American and Caribbean studies. So it does help me, but it's not who I am. You know what I mean? So I, I was like, ugh. and now sometimes when I'll say something, it's bothered me. I'll say, just hold on a second. I don't know why. And then my son will say, well, take a shovel because you got to dig deep there. So, <laughs> yeah. So he'll just say, you know, because we have learned to to know he has he has been so patient with me knowing that I'm a person and I had a lot of stuff to work through and I have said and I have apologized in the past because some of the things, you know, I was just rude, you know, I'm like, you know, enough with the iPad or enough with this or, you know, coming from that. I was just, it, it was just not, I was just not in the right place though, but I, I can see why that happens. But, you know, I can pause now and be like, oh, this isn't about him. This is me. Yeah, and when it reminds me of what you, how you spoke at the beginning, you chose connection. Yeah. Um, yeah. You yeah. could have. You could. He could have had the book. Yeah. And you would have been disconnected. Totally. But it, but it would have. It might have looked like a perfect scene. But yeah, it's not. Yeah. But it wouldn't be. You know, and then one day they will be asked, and I read that somewhere a long time ago, one day your kids will ask, you know, they will be asked, so you were homeschooled or unschooled, what was that like, right? And as a parent, I don't want, I don't want it to cause any more harm than if he was at school and something happened, right? So I had to really make the decision, you know, because from early on, that was the one thing that I let go, that I wasn't a teacher. I wasn't his teacher, teacher per se. I was a facilitator of walking this path of life along him. 
alongside him and just being there for him. But yeah, connection is like, uh, it was important, but it wasn't easy to get there. Oh. And the unschooling actually throws you in at the deep end, does it? Because these things come up more often. You really have to, like your son said, get the shovel out a lot more. Yes, yes, because everything it's and it's all about it's about sleep and you know it's about sleep you know like when you go into so it's sunschooling is about the you know without the curriculum of education without the curriculum right it's just learning through life and then sometimes and then you start seeing things you know like about the sleeping patterns you know my husband has the need to sleep uh, to go to sleep early mm. but my son's like well I'm not tired and then we have to kind of work through that sometimes my husband's like well i'm not comfortable with you staying up and your mom's not home and sometimes when i get home from work i we stay up together but then we talk about the body you have to listen to your body if your body's telling you you're tired you know listen to it right so it's uncomfortable for us to know that you know sometimes we don't go to bed until like midnight right and I'm like, oh, what would people say, you know? So you're like, oh. So you kind of start thinking about that. And you're like, but it's, it's, it's our connection. It's our world. And it's his way of learning his own body, right? His own body for, for food, what, needs, what he needs. Because oftentimes that gets taken from us when they say it is time for you to go to bed. And then, and then you, don't, you don't get to learn your limits because you've always been told that it is time to go to bed but that so that's still shaky you know sometimes if i'm around people that you know that perhaps do not follow the philosophy or they're not aware of it they'll say something and then i can feel it right i can feel it i can feel start getting a little tense and be like oh but then i just kind of like pause just let it go you know and yeah it's beautiful if you're ready to if you're ready to do that. So, what do you think your kids? What do you hope they will say in the future? Oh, so you didn't go to school? How was that for you? I would hope they say it was it was awesome and it was crazy. My mom was crazy. Um, I'd hope they say like you know we had some of the best times and I got to see a lot of places. I got to be with my parents and. That's really it, though. I, I think what I hope for them is for them to find what they love because I feel like as an adult, I was always searching for that, right? I was always searching for what I was good at, for what I wanted to pour my passion into. And so I hope that with the time that we have for them to explore different options, that 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 one will lead to something else and then they will find what they love. And it doesn't have to be one thing. It's okay to have to love more than one thing. And it's okay to follow your passion for a minute and then let go of that. So I hope they they do that and, you know, find their way in, um, into joy, into, into being happy for real, you know. So maybe this connection with the family, these stronger roots, is also something that fosters finding the connection to yourself, basically. Yeah. Hearing your, your own inner voice better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we're all born with it. Oh, at least that's what I believe. I think we're all born with our inner voice. But, you know, then as we start growing, you know, 
we are told that that's not the way you should do it. That's not the way you should climb this tree. That's not the way you should solve this problem. That's not the way. So we well, listen yeah, to the, the outside voices. inner voices in a school must be yeah. in a club must be mm-hmm. a nuisance. <laughs> Yeah, and they and they, everybody has their own opinion, and everybody, you know, we have all these experts. You know, it's like when you become a new mom, and you have all these experts telling you, you know, every two hours, sit every two and a half, or, and then yeah. we don't we don't listen to our own inner voice, our own child, that they may need food every hour, perhaps, or every two hours, right? And so when and then once we are adults and be able to we're able to have our own money and and create time for ourselves and carve that that space that we so need then we start doing that we start developing our passion going back to our passions right what we had before and and then we're like oh i love this and then all of a sudden you know like people change careers and they become artists or they change their life because they're finally listening to their inner voice so i just hope they they get that inner voice stays active loud and um and just there you know so i guess it's just like a flame you know i had a friend she would say she would call herself she was a guardian of the flame well that's powerful yeah yeah and courageous yeah it's very very courageous path yeah, it's not, it's definitely not easy. Some states, you know, some states put, if you think about it now, or like, oh, she's like connecting and having all this time and space. And then like, oh, she doesn't live in the real world. No, we live in the real world too, you know, because there are lots of some states. Um, and I don't know what the UK is for, you know, I know like France doesn't have room for homeschooling. You know, there's like a law against it, I believe. Um, yeah, the UK does, yeah. yeah. Like Germany doesn't. Germany doesn't. So there's, mm-hmm. it's a very restricted. So we definitely work within the constraints that we are given, right? In the state of Michigan, you are allowed to homeschool. And like I said, homeschooling is usually considered a modality of homeschooling. So we don't have to present a portfolio for it, but the state of Ohio does. You know, uh, you can you have to register in the state of North Carolina to be a homeschooling, a homeschooler uh, family. And some places like I think California requires like standardized testing. So we have Michigan. It's a very there's a lot politically happening. I think it's a little easier you know, to navigate this path within the constraints of the of the law. So we abide by it. You know, we do, um, like I said, all the subjects, that's the requirement. So they're covered. I can guarantee you they're covered on a daily basis, on a daily basis because of the conversations that we have. Finding community, it's important, you know, and I think it takes a little bit of more time because not because you're a homeschooler, you're an unschooler, all of a sudden you connect. So, and I think it's everything, you know, when we were in school, we had friends, but we didn't really have the connections. I was really weird. So I know for us, we have had deeper friendships since we started this journey than when we were in school. But I know sometimes, you know, and I hear a lot about it. It's like, it takes time, but don't give up because you will find your people. You will totally find them. And once you find them, it's like, the coolest thing because you can bounce ideas and tips and discoveries from each other and i think that's very very cool that's amazing Mm -hmm. 
Last question. What's something that you personally do for play? For no work, no outcome, just that's something that's just for you. That's your emotional playground. Um, oh my goodness. Go into the woods and just sit in. <laughs> and it really is like that's emotional. I like, I need grounding a lot. Um, so I often just take off and just go into the woods. I'm very lucky there's a few places near me that I just go in there and I just kind of like sit for a moment and it's my emotional like recharge, you know. Um, I love the trees, I love nature and that's a, that's an emotional, definitely an emotional recharge that I need every now and then. Great, well thank that's you, so thank great. you so much for uh, coming and, and chatting, I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Julia. Great to hear oh. what you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed chatting with you guys, and thank you for giving me the space to share the philosophy. So I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much, Julia. It's precious. Thank you. And please follow our page, The Caring Instinct, on Facebook and Instagram for clips, for announcements of more podcasts, for um, our own uh, projects that we're working on and posting, and follow. The Unschooling Lifestyle? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Julieta's page that we will post in the description of the podcast. And thank you very much.